so strong and two yards to get. He's the best player on the field, and you don't give him the football. There he is. You've got a guy that's been borderline unstoppable in this part of the field. I can't believe the call. Just run the ball with Cam Obachowski and Tom Hines. What's going on, everybody? Week two is over. We're going to be going over week three matchups, players, legit or not. Tom Hines' shameful section as well. So we have a lot of good stuff coming for you guys. We're going to be talking about, like I said, summing up week two. Talking about week three, what's ahead and everything. So starting us off, we're going to go into the legit or not section. In this section, we talk about players with recent performances. If we're buying in, if we're out, slightly legit, slightly not, you know, kind of the the scale there. So we're both going to give our takes. Uh, we definitely have a few different ones, which is, which is good. Should make for good conversation. So we're starting off with the running back. So we have the RB1 on the week. Brian Robinson, 28.9 points. This guy has started off really hot, um, drafted towards the end of drafts, you know, probably close to the double digit rounds. And yeah, I mean, he's the, he's the PRK3 right now. How are you feeling about Brian Robinson moving forward? I like him a lot. I don't think he'll stay the PRK3. To be honest, he probably won't even stay top five. But I think he's definitely, at least for me, a, a lock to be an RB2 at, le- at minimum for the rest of the year. So Where I, would you I see like him finishing. Because you, say, you said not top five. Do you think, are you saying you think he'd be a top 10? I think it's definitely possible. I mean, he's getting um, around 20 carries a game, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a huge factor in, in the receiving game, but at least he's getting like looked at. Um, and I think to be honest, I, I think that he kind of like, at least with last year, it was tough to start a commander's running back because there was no one kind of getting like a, the clear, like lion share of the carries. But if he keeps getting 20 carries a game and he remains productive, I think he has a good shot. Not to mention that he's now had three touchdowns in two games. So the potential for, for scoring is definitely there. Yeah, I get what you mean. I'm I'm a little less bullish on him. I think my reasoning is, you know, he is getting the carries and everything. And like you said, three touchdowns, which is great. But this is really the only, I would say, very strong game he's had. He played the Cardinals and he had 13.6 fantasy points. So if you played him, that's fine. Like that's that's a good game. But Against the Cardinals, like that's not really a good defense. He had 19 carries for 59 yards, so he was just over three yards per carry, which is not very good. Um, he did get a touchdown, so that saved his performance. If he didn't get the touchdown, you know, obviously he would have only had seven points, seven and a half points. So to me, I just need to see more. Obviously, he he played really well, you know, 18 for 87, two touchdowns, which is great. I'm just worried, though, he has Buffalo, Philadelphia next. If he doesn't get those touchdowns, um, I, I don't know. I guess it just just depends how he runs because he went for 3.1 per carry and then 4.8 against Denver's defense, which is better. So I didn't really watch that game a ton. Was he kind of breaking off 
you know, good. Did you see, was he breaking off good runs or did he just kind of like house one or two? I, I didn't really see that, to be honest. That game was kind of disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll uh, talk about the, the game later. But yeah, it was a pretty gross game. Um, I didn't, I don't remember his first uh, running touchdown. I, I missed that one. So I don't know if that was for a lot of yardage. Um, but to be honest, more of what I'm looking for here is that on his draft value, you kind of picked him expecting to be benched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, a good one. So if, if the, just like I know getting three touchdowns, like you can say that it's luck or it could be like a Clyde situation where he gets used a lot in the first three weeks and then falls off. But for the value that you got him at, especially with a lot of the top running backs kind of going down, um, I think he just has good value. Especially, like, I'll bring up Najee, who we're probably never going to put it in this category ever because he's never going to make it. Um, but, like, I, even if, like, his, like, Najee was successful his first year, and I think averaging, right. what was he averaging, below four yards a carry? Yeah, he's been below four. It's just the uh, the usage, pretty much. Yeah, so I think Brian Robinson, he's never going to be, like, a great running back for fantasy but as long as he keeps getting the usage up he'll be startable and then you mentioned you mentioned Najee Harris too that kind of brings us into our next one not not one of the top scores 12.6 points on the week but Jalen Warren I'm assuming you did watch this game but um he looked way better like significantly better and he I would say he looked pretty good Najee looked terrible like he looked really bad like someone that you know we're in this section because how are you seeing this you know are you seeing Jalen Warren carve out a role obviously Najee has not been good Um, 5.3 fantasy points back to back he's playing Vegas that could be a bounce back game due to you know he has Vegas and then the Texans after this but Najee watching the game, like you look at the stats. He's so 5. slow. 3 he is. Re- he's yeah. Slow. And and apparently he had said too, he had put on some muscle during the offseason, you know, to be stronger, which, you know, he he's tough to take down. Like he, he hits guys, guys peel off of him. But like you said, he's not, he's not fast. So they throw Jalen Warren in there. Um, he, he looked good and he had some, he had some good runs. Is this someone you see as a, you know, legit option moving forward? Maybe not some of these guys, you know, play them right away. Brian Robinson, you know, other guys will go over, play them right away. Do you see Jalen Warren as someone that, you know, could possibly turn into a legit guy, you know, down the stretch due to Najee's struggles, his pass catching ability and just not being fat and slow? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, Warren's definitely a, a decent part of the passing game. He's had two straight games with the six targets, which is pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. It's not fantastic, but for running back or a back of running back, that's, that's pretty good. And I think he's probably worth an add at this point if you have an empty bench spot. But I think Najee, I mean, he's. At the, I think at this point, what's probably happening in the Steelers' uh, locker room is the coaches are telling Najee, like, We'll give you like one, maybe two more games to get your shit together. And if you can't yep. do it, then we're, you're going to get benched. Because I don't know if you saw the specific play I'm talking about, but it was Najee's big run where he started going off to the left and then countered and came back. Oh, yeah. Yep. It, looked, I, I, it looked like yep. he was running through water. He was so slow. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Well, and, the, and he's busting off these spin moves too and then just 
nothing. Like, and I think, I think it was his first run. I think his first rush of the game was negative four yards or negative three yards, you know, whatever they called it. But it's like he gets the ball and then just, and I understand the offensive line isn't great, but there's a lot of guys that run behind bad offensive lines that, that don't look that bad. So, um, but yeah, my thing, I, I do like Jalen Warren moving forward. You brought up a good point. You know, maybe it's not someone that you are starting right now, but to me, I like, you know, I, I would stash him depending on what leagues you're in. This isn't like I'm huge on Jalen Warren. It's just, if you watch the game right now, he is the better running back. And it just depends, you know, obviously the, the NFL teams are not doing fantasy football, so they see different things, but to me, you watch the game and he he can move the chains, which Najee is not doing. He's pushing them backwards. Yeah, I think I, I definitely agree that he's a good ad and like kind of keep on the back burner. But even with um, Najee doing terrible week one, he still only got six carries. Yeah. Um, and not to just keep That's beating really up on bad, Najee, obviously. Like... <laughs> the, whole, the whole team has like big problems. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think it, it's potential that he could take over as the starter. Yeah, Najee, Najee has 16 carries on the year, and Jalen Warren has nine. So they're – you'd think Kenny Pickett is throwing the ball a ton, but they're really just not no, – they really just, just not don't getting, have an offense. They're not getting first downs. Yeah, they, they're right. just, yeah we'll, we'll get to it in the shame category when we yeah. talk about the game. But <laughs> And then bad. to – to finish off the running backs, we have Jerome Ford. This guy, I think, is is very interesting. This will be we have um, we have a few guys here that I you know Jalen Warren obviously didn't go off, but a few guys here who did really well who are probably rostered now that waivers have gone through. But he had twenty four point one fantasy points. Obviously, no one started him because Nick Chubb started the game. Uh, obviously, he had that absurd injury you know obviously um i'm hope he's doing okay that's that was did you end up finding the video i know they didn't broadcast it on tv yeah it was pretty gross i'm not gonna lie yeah it didn't look bad so like when you see it live it doesn't look bad because it looks like his knees just like it looks like he's just like (laughs) bending his knee until you see it in slow-mo and you realize that it's going sideways instead of like the normal way yeah so he will not be playing football again this season and you know, obviously, unfortunate situation for the Browns for him, but within, you know, a hole like that, who fills it? Who steps up? They threw in Jerome Ford. He was someone who, like I said, probably was not on rosters unless you knew something we didn't or, you know, a deep dynasty roster. But this is someone who definitely could have legit value. Like I said, 24 points, 16 carries for 106, 6.6 yards per carry three receptions, and a touchdown. So he had a really, really good night. This was, as we'll talk about, you know, not not the best game to watch for good, talented football. But how do you feel about him moving forward, the acquisition of Kareem Hunt as well? Um, so, yeah, what are you, you kind of thinking here on Jerome Ford? Obviously, a name we have never talked about before, but falls into a, a great situation. Yeah, I would. Um, I like him a lot uh, for the beginning, at least. the The reason I'm not completely sold on him is because uh, they did resign Hunt, but it's gonna take Hunt a while to kind of get back into it. Uh, I, I, 
it is possible that he stayed like in really good shape while on free agency, but it's mo- most likely not. And he's going to have to go through and um, kind of relearn the, the the playbooks and stuff. So it'll be tough. So I think for at least the first three or four weeks, he'll be a lock to start. Yeah, I think I'm. I know Kareem's going to be there. I'm more worried about him just not being that good. Like I think. I think Kareem could take some of the passing down work, but I th- based on based on what the Browns do, they run and they have a good run game. They have a great offensive line. So I think he should be pretty good. Obviously, 16 for 106 is absurd. He's not going to be doing that all the time. But to me, I'm more nervous about him just not really being a great running back than Kareem Hunt eating into it. Have you picked up Kareem Hunt in any leagues or do you plan to? Uh, yeah, I got him in two. Um, in all, of, in all the leagues I'm in, he's gone now, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I have him in two leagues. Um, one of them, I can actually tell you the, what I did to get him. So I, one of them, I dropped Rashad Penny. Oh God, where's <laughs> so, this going? Well, I, just, I dropped Rashad Penny, so like basically zero value just yeah. to keep him on like the back burner. And the other one, let me see where the, I got him in the other one here. Here it is. Let's see here. I dropped Dion Jackson. So two guys oh, that yeah. Okay, yeah. have like basically no value um, to my team. They're, they're, they're never going to be starters. So I just kind of put him on the on the back burner for now and hope that eventually sure. he does start. Yeah, and I think this was probably number one in most waivers, depending on your league. The, the one thing I'll touch upon too is obviously the usage is important, like we talked about, but he does go up against the Titans defense, which is terrible for passing, but actually number one right now for rushing. So I think it's it's going to be interesting. I definitely don't think this is a game where he goes off on the ground. If he can catch some passes, I think he has some value. But then he has Baltimore after that. They have the bye week and then San Francisco. So I do think it's a tough schedule as well. So putting that on top of adding Kareem Hunt, it is something where I don't know if he struggles against the Titans and Ravens. Is Kareem Hunt more involved? You know, and it's it's hard to tell. I think a lot is up in the air just due to how good is Deshaun Watson and can he, you know, move the chains or is this an offense that could you know fall apart pretty quickly? I'm gonna go with fall apart pretty quickly. And also, I want to point out that um, I don't think it's a fair comparison to say the Titans' run defense is number one in the league. When week two, all you had to go up against was Joshua Kelly. Seems like you're kind of well, padding stats there. Well, Joshua Kelly had a very good week one. 16 rushes yeah. for 91 yards. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I don't know, man. It's not hard to... T- I feel like it wouldn't... Don't worry. We'll, we'll get to the though. game. We'll get to the uh, game. Yeah, we'll you get can there. share your feelings. But yeah, so he, he has a tough schedule coming up, but obviously very talented, good situation. Getting into the wide receivers, so we have some really exciting guys. So these guys were all over 20 points. We have George Pickens, Tank Dell, Marvin Mims. Uh, Let's touch upon Pickens first, and then we can go into the two rookies, kind of their situations. But Pickens is the lone survivor on the Steelers. He's with Allen Robinson, who I don't know how he's still playing. Deontay Johnson is hurt. Pat Fry has not looked great. Or, you know, they just haven't used them. Uh, so, yeah, Pickens ripped off a 71-yard touchdown. He finally had that breakout game people have been looking for. 
first 100-yard game of his career. So he did really well, 22.7 points. Um, Speaking of the depressing Steelers offense, what are you thinking for Pickens here moving forward? Well, I don't think it's a coincidence that he got the legitimately only good play um, from the Steelers. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) They played a full game of football, and this was the only play that I saw, other than the defense, that I was like, damn, that was like a pretty decent play. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's tough. Um, It's... I like him, though. Yeah, I just see him as boomer bust because, like, you take that, and I know, you know, it's it's not fair to be like, okay, well, if you took that away, or you took, like, I I understand that's not fair, but like, he had the he had the same situation as like you know him basically being the guy. He had the same situation in week one, and I know they struggled as well, but five receptions for thirty six yards, honestly, two, ten targets, four catches. I know Cleveland defense was pretty good, but. 10 targets is great. That's awesome. But four catches on 10, like it's not, it's not very efficient. So four catches for 127 yards is kind of a crazy stat, but I'm kind of, I like him right now. I totally get that. But like I kind of said to you, I do, I do think Deontay Johnson is going to be a PPR weapon when he comes back. Cause it's like terrified Kenny Pickett. And if he can't find pickings for these long bombs, I just think it's going to be, you know, like a, a discount Tyler Lockett where you throw him in your lineup and hope for one of those plays. And if not, you know, he could disappoint you with five to eight points. That is true. But at some point, um, Pickett's got to realize that um, he just can't like he's going to have to do something different. He can't keep doing checkdowns. They obviously don't work. Yeah. Um, and if he's going to like can't keep handing it, it off to, to Najee. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, they're just not getting anywhere with that. Um, at some point, he's going to have to realize that he's going to have to take shots up down the field. And sure, he might throw like a couple more interceptions, but it, it has to be done at some point. And I think that um, Pickens is going to kind of get the majority of those throws. <clears throat> when Deontay Johnson comes back, do you think Pickens is still the one? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think... It's it's hard because I, I think it's a, like you have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And based on how they're playing right now, Devontae Smith has been way more valuable. So I, I do yeah, think it's interesting sure. because it's depending on how they're used. Like I said, Pickens, if, if Pickett can get a deep ball to him once a game, he'll be great. But if he doesn't, you know, I'd rather have Deontay Johnson six to eight receptions a game. That's what I'm looking for for fantasy. Obviously, we're talking about fantasy, not you know for um, number one in general. But like I said, AJ Brown is the number one on that team. Is he being used like that right now? No, it's Devonte Smith. So that's where I think it depends. Like they're getting those long bombs, Jalen Hurts to Devonte Smith, and that's why he's the number one guy right now. So I think I think it'll be interesting. I just don't trust Pickens enough to be confident that he can always you know get the ball to Pickens if that makes sense. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it's not a great great quarterback to bet on. But I, I think when you get down to like this kind of caliber of wide receiver, I think that he has the chance to be the top receiver every week on the Steelers. And sure. whether you yeah. value that or not, I guess, is up to how the Steelers play. But I think that going forward, he'll be the number one receiver most weeks on the Steelers. Yeah, he has a good opportunity. So that's a good point. And then the two rookies... To touch upon, we have Tank Dell, 20.2, Marvin Mims, 20.3. 
to me, I know you hate rookies. I like Tank Dell, but I do not like Marvin Mims. I think CJ Stroud has been amazing passing and not throwing interceptions. It hasn't won them games, but their line sucks, so they can't run. So Damian Pierce hasn't looked good. So he's throwing. He threw for over 300 yards last week. He wanted Tank Dell in the draft. He told the Texans that he, you know, that he wanted them to draft Tank Dell, who actually I think is really short. I think he's like 5'10 or 5'9, but his name is Tank Dell. But then Marvin Mims had a really good game too. And if you look at the box score, you know, you look at the points and everything, he did do really well. Like he ended the game really well. He had 20 points, but he had two receptions for 113 yards and a touchdown. That's what I'm talking about with the fear for pickings. Like, dude, two the first week he had two receptions for nine yards. The second week he had two for 113. Like, is this anyone you would you would be interested in? I think that's absurd. No. No, I wouldn't be interested in um in in Mims for sure. Uh I think that that's that, that No, that's is, Mims. Not Tank Dell. Yeah. No, no, I said yes, did I say I meant Mims. Did I say Tank Dell? No, you said I would be interested in Mims. No, I would not be interested in Mims. Oh, wow, wow, okay. Yeah, you wouldn't because, be interested in either, right? Uh, no, I would not. But specifically with Mims and, and that stat line you just said, the the biggest problem that I have with that. Let me get the uh, let me pull up the Broncos uh, box score here. He's projected three point four points. Well, I guess it yeah. says something. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, so okay, so I have I have the stats up here. So even though he had so he's listed at the top of the receiving, I guess, like category because he had that um the 113 yards. But if you mm-hmm. look at like the like the um reception share, he's the one, two, three, four, he's tied for fifth. Yeah, that's not getting you anywhere. So no, and there's no way he's better than Sutton and Judy. So he's gonna have to be competing with those guys the whole time. Um, at this point, I think what you're looking at here is just a lucky touchdown pass, to be honest. I mean, he had a 60-yard pass and then a 60-yard touchdown pass, and then I'm guessing the other pass must have been for 70 yards then. 56.5 yards per catch. Yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. But, yeah, like I said, he had he has four receptions. He had two week one for nine yards. He had two week one for 113. So if... Judy and Sutton get injured all the time. So if you want to take a shot, he has Miami, Chicago. The Jets are obviously kind of tough, but Miami and Chicago, they should ball out. But I just, I'm not buying in. I do like Tank Dell. Like I said, it's it's not like this isn't someone where I'm starting right away. But to me, if they can't run, if they're going to be losing, they're just going to be throwing. So it's like, you know, I'm just kind of calling my shot here. Like if I had to grab a guy... Nico Collins is someone too who I didn't put here just because I think he's established himself as a pretty good player. I think he's on all rosters, um, at least after waivers went through. Tank Dell would still be available, but yeah, it's it's not, it's I guess he's kind of the um the opportunity guy. And I have seen CJ Stroud throw the ball effectively where Kenny Pickett I have not. I think George Pickens is better than Tank Dell, but I think if you're the Steelers kept it close because they have a really good defense. The Texans don't. So they're always going to be behind. They're always going to throw. So that's why I, I like him. I like him as a stash for sure. 
Yeah, I think I like him more than I like Mims just because he had seven catches instead of two. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, you, <right. laughs> even yeah. if he was only getting like five yards a carry or a catch rather, he's still finishing with over ten points. Yeah, um, who wasn't totally dependent on like two big plays. Yeah, you'd rather have the receptions than, you know, recept seven receptions for, um, fifty yards as opposed to three receptions for a hundred. You know, because that's that's an easier stat. But, um, yeah. So those are the wide receivers. We'll move to tight ends and quarterbacks. We want to go over these guys as well. So we have Zach Ertz at eleven point six points. Um, Sam Howell for the quarterback at 20.3 and Anthony Richardson at 17.5. So starting with Ertz, obviously not a good offense, not a good team, but there's bright spots there. Ertz had 11.6 fantasy points last week. Obviously he's not going to win you the week or anything, but in a challenging to predict position, this is someone who I think is is very stable. He's had... 10 targets and 8 targets, which is great. Six receptions both games. Hasn't had a touchdown. Probably won't get a ton. But I think he has legit value. And if you add some guys that you draft, you know, Pat Fry with someone, like we talked about with that offense, has not done very well. Tyler Higby, people thought with Cooper Cup would do really well. But they haven't. This is some guy where I think I, I definitely, if my tight end is not good, I would start him right away. Yeah, for sure. Um, not usually a big fan of tight ends, but he's getting, um, he got 10 targets week one, eight week two. Pretty much all you can ask for. Um, that's pretty much a guaranteed for, at the bare minimum, five points. I mean, if you're getting eight targets, even if the catches are for nothing, you're still going to catch five of them. Yeah. And Dobbs um, has looked okay. Like, he's looked fine. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for like Josh Dobbs, like we're not expecting a stud. Yeah, I I am a little bit worried that um, when the team kind of flips over, I'm not sure how Ertz will be utilized. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, Dobbs looked good week two, but don't forget week one, he had 132 yards and was that two fumbles? Yeah. So, I mean, right. yeah, that's, yeah, he had this yeah. week against the Giants, which isn't really that hard for right. you, I suppose. <laughs> but they played, yeah, they played right. Dallas next week. I mean, they're going to get, like, they're going to get eaten up. Yeah. So I'm a little nervous no, about about starting him. But I do like, as far as tight ends go, I do, yeah, like, it's, uh, I do like Ertz. As long as it's a getting tough position, targets, like you said, um, but I good think to be, like, a, a starter. They just don't have a ton of options, so that's what I like. And... Yeah, and he's he's been good for his career. Obviously, he's older now too, but uh, yeah, not not anything electric from the tight ends right now. We have Sam Howell, Anthony Richardson. How are you feeling about these guys? What do you kind of think moving forward? They've Sam Howell twenty points, Anthony Richardson seventeen point five with two rushing touchdowns. What are you thinking on these guys? I like Anthony Richardson a lot. Um, don't forget that seventeen and a half points was only the first half. Or however yep. long it was before until he, he got died. taken out. <laughs> yeah, um, I, if he's not injured, I like him a lot. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. Sam Howell, I'm not entirely sure yet, though. What about you? I, Sam I Howell, think you, to you me probably is, have a, a better one on Howell than I do. Yeah, I, I was just going to say Sam Howell to me is like he has. It's like it's like a it's like a Geno Smith. He has good guys to throw to, but I just I don't know if he's really good. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's tough to tell. 
I mean, he's the PRK 11 right now, which is pretty pretty decent. He had uh, two touchdowns, no picks last game, almost 300 yards. Well, I'll, I guess I'll give him the, the extra yard to make it 300 yards. Um, I think it's an upgrade for the commanders in the non-fantasy uh, world. Yeah. I, th- I think Richardson is electric, though. I think he's like... I didn't really target him anywhere, and I'm kind of pissed. Yeah, he's he's pretty sick. <laughs> the only downside is if he keeps getting injured, it's going to be like an Andrew Luck part two. Yeah, yeah, that's true. This is crazy, too. I was looking. He had three carries last week and two rushing touchdowns. So two out of three of his carries. And week one, he had 10. So he's going to run. That's what you want for fantasy, too. But like you said, he's injured, but someone moving forward. I think Richardson is startable. Sam Howell, I think, is interesting. But I bet he's he's probably available in most leagues. I don't think most people would pick him up yet, but I think Richardson is is definitely on rosters. That's someone that you would have drafted. Yeah, for sure. Um, Sam Howell, PRK eleven though. So yeah, it's not terrible. I I think Richardson I like because he has the uh, the rushing uh, potential for touchdowns. He had two rushing touchdowns that last game. Mm-hmm. Um, very nice when you, especially in, uh, for fantasy, because he gets those uh, two extra points. Right, which, which doesn't seem like a lot, but I feel like more than uh, more than I would expect, my fantasy matchups end up coming like to a one point difference. So it's definitely right. nice to have the uh, the four extra points a week. Yeah, he has the he has a good value there, and I think it's just more exciting than Howell too. Not that that you know matters when it comes down to it, but something to think about too. So. That was our legit or not section. We will be moving to the shameful section, the uh, the embarrassing plays, the embarrassing games, embarrassing everything. Yeah, I'll start with get, you. Oh, be, no. Before we start with that one, let's just get the uh, the big one out of the way here, the Chargers overtime loss. Oh, yeah. Let's hear about it. How'd that go? You know, it's tough. I was so excited when I was watching the game. Well, I guess before I started watching the game. <laughs> the best. <laughs> I was ready for the like, recording. I was like thinking to myself, like, oh, I can't wait to rip on Cam when the Chargers like completely wrecked the Titans. And yeah, then, you of course, they blew it. halftime, I think. Yeah, yeah, I did. I sent the, I think, what was that? A trash can uh, labeled yeah. the Tennessee Titans, and it was on fire. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed that, though, at halftime. I did. I to be honest, I thought it was an absolute layup. I wouldn't. I think they were what eleven nothing when I sent that. Um, yeah, because they they got the field goal and then they got the two point conversion. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was gonna say it was pretty close, but then yeah, the Titans scored like right after that because they had the bomb from Burks. But um, yeah, this this was definitely one, and I didn't really think like based on watching them play the Saints and lose, I didn't really think they were gonna win either. But you know, Chargers just. Just did what they do best, you know, choke away those games. So that was a tough one. How do you feel about them moving forward? Obviously, them, the Bengals, the Vikings are all teams that have incredible offenses, but have found themselves 0-2. How do you feel moving forward, especially with the Vikings, another 0-2 team, next week? Is this something where, I don't know, how, like how, how do you fix that? Um, they got to get the defense figured out. I, the offense, to me, I mean, 
Herbert sometimes misses like throws here and there, and he he doesn't really have like he's not super clutch when it comes to high pressure situations. Mm-hmm. But they're still scoring almost thirty points a game. Like at some point, the defense has got to step up and say, like maybe let's not put our quarterback in this situation. Like I, I feel like every Chargers game, it comes down to like um, the offense will score a touchdown with like six minutes left and take like a seven point lead or like a four point lead. And then the defense will blow it, but they won't blow it super fast. They'll make sure that there's like a minute left on the clock and then let the other right. team score. And then yeah. Herbert has to go back out there and make these like insane risky throws because he has no choice. And <laughs> did you see like um, the quarterbacks like he was around for like uh, his record at this point? So he's played 53 games so far. Can you guess what his record is? For win, like just wins? Yeah, I, I can't find. I don't have an updated one, but it was bad. Okay, I'll, I'll get. I'll guess when you know. Let's see if I can find it. I'll go over Josh Jacobs. Will you look that? Will yeah, you look that yeah. Let's go. Yeah, we'll do that, and I'll come back to it. So not a ton to say here. Just pretty much the stat line. Not not really a ton to talk about. Josh Jacobs nine carries for negative two yards. That's that's something you don't see every day, and. Obviously, this does not mean he, well, he was a bad player last week. Yeah, I can say that. But he's obviously a good player, but it has been a tough start for the Raiders and their struggles continued. You know, they they played the Bills, so that was a tough matchup. But yeah, they got, they got worked. Nine carries, negative two yards, five receptions for 51 yards. This is his second game, right under 10 points. So tough tough look for uh, for Josh Jacobs. I think you have Josh Jacobs in a league, right? Yeah, I have it in uh in our in our main one, the competitive one. Uh it sucks pretty bad to be honest cuz I got him thinking he was going to be an absolute shoe in. Uh, like when I so I'm assuming I that was your him, r- yep, round 2 pick, yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know. I just didn't expect this. Last year he was like fantastic. He ended up being the top running back on the NFL top 100 list. I thought I was getting him as like a steal, but it turns out I just wasn't, and I got shafted pretty bad. My two running backs right now are uh, Josh Jacobs and Najee Harris. I think they have like a combined, <laughs> a combined uh, like 50 rushing yards in two games. Yeah, it's it's tough because, like you said, it's just someone you expect points from, like auto points. So. Yeah, that was obviously very unfortunate. I do think the uh, probably the worst of the week, though, has to be the Cardinals' loss. I still am 1-4. They oh, looked look, really yeah, good in yeah. the first half. I think they realized that they wanted the first pick and they can't win games and gave up because, wow, they just let the Giants do whatever the hell they wanted in, in the last half. Like, that was – every time they got the ball, they just scored, and it was – I don't know. I, I think something's yeah. fishy there, but that was – Terrible. I agree. I, I think if there's ever like an argument for like NFL rigged, I think this is it. Like you yeah. can't I feel like it's very hard for you to beat a team like so badly, especially a team that went for their point differential was what? 0-60 going into halftime. Right. Yes, correct. Correct. <laughs> they they were yeah, it was uh it was 20 20 nothing going into the half. Dallas beat them 40 to nothing. So yeah, 60 they they even scored again in the third quarter. The Giants, you know, outscored them by six and then ended up coming back. They had 17 in the fourth. 
Cardinals had zero. But yeah, to me, this was just dripping with collusion or whatever you want to call it. I just the Giants in the first half, I was like, they might be the worst team in the league right now. They might literally be the worst team. They came out, they won. Great for them, you know, great comeback and everything. But like I said, it seemed like they came out of the locker room. It was a different team. So I I don't really know what's going on there, but you cannot be losing games like that. No, I agree. And if it was like a regular team that like had that, like made that comeback, I feel less bad for them. But I wanted so badly for the Giants to get shut out and smoked two weeks in a row. Oh, it would have been hilarious. Oh, yeah. And at halftime, I was like, this is fantastic. This is like the best thing that's happened in like the NFL in like 10 years. And then it just didn't work out. Right. It was just so frustrating because if I think I was doing like the math, if they had finished that game at, let's say the Cardinals got two more touchdowns, made made the score zero to like 32 or whatever. Mm hmm. Um, it would have been like an all-time NFL record bad for like just points, um, like the point differential and like the span of whatever two games it was. And then if you include the ones from last season, it was even worse. I think it would have been like almost a hundred points against with like barely fifteen points for. Right. Yeah, it's. <sighs> I don't know. I I I, th- I think something's fishy there and. Obviously, like you said, it would have been impressive either way. You know, the comeback, the defeat, but they had nothing going into the half. They came out and did pretty well. So, yeah, I think that's suspect. I know we mentioned Chubb's knee. Obviously, you know, tough situation there. Monday night football overall, though. Um, yeah, it wasn't great. It was a lot of defense. No, it was oh, it was so bad. <clears throat> it was just bad football for them. And, you know... Depends on how you look at it, I guess. But no, I, I don't. I don't even think you can give the defense credit. I think just the offense was that bad. That's what it was. Yeah, I think like, it was just sloppy play all around. Did you? I mean, even the defense. Like, did you see the play? I think it was the Browns where they got a fumble recovery, started going up the field, and then fumbled it again into another yes. guy's hands, who then kicked it yes. off to the sideline. It was it was almost I think it was almost a fumble turnover fumble. There might have been one other play. It might not have been the first play after they got the ball, but I think it was the second play they fumbled it. And it was Yeah, it's just like it's <laughs> Obviously I, I love I love watching all the games and everything. I really didn't even watch the Saints Panthers. I didn't think that was gonna be a great game. Um oh, so I didn't it was an absolute defensive battle the the yeah. first like half i think it finished three to six it was terrible there wasn't yeah we, we did uh we talked about like how the like the first touchdown score and it got so bad that at halftime we had to go look and see what the odds were for no touchdowns in a game because they weren't even getting close yeah who do you had chark right yeah we did we, we, we chark, picked chark yeah. and it actually came pretty close he had a couple good passes like a few times in the first half but whenever the Saints got close, they just, like, blew it. They either fumbled it, um, threw a pick, or turned the ball over on downs. It was it was so bad. Yeah, these were, these were tough games to watch. And like you said, it, it wasn't even – like, there just wasn't a lot of positive. And obviously, Nick Chubb going down, that was, that was unfortunate too. So, um, yeah, I think we're getting 
two this week too. So hopefully those are better. At least one of those is the uh, is the Vikings Chargers Monday. No. no, that's a one o'clock game. Chargers have to take one o'clock Kirk on. One o'clock Kirk. Oh god. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be ugly. If if you want if you need like a uh like a flex wide receiver and you don't have someone locked up, just pick someone off waivers. That's a wide receiver on the Vikings. I guarantee they're gonna get at least ten. Oh points. yeah. <laughs> and then we have the Bears too. They're not good. No, dude. Yeah. I think so. This is the 12th game on their losing streak. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was big on Justin Fields. I, I do still think he can, you know, have fantasy value, but it's been a slow start. This obviously is not going to be a good team. There's, you know, nothing that will make this a good team, but like the game plan, four rushes for three yards, like, what what is going on? I know he's not a good passer, but he had two picks. Like I said, four carries for three yards. He gets his value on the ground. Like he gets his value through rushing yards. That's where he has success. So these little dink and dunks to the running backs aren't working. They can't score. DJ Moore looks good for one drive every single game, and then that's it. Um, they yeah, they're they're not good. Like you said, twelve losses in a row and it's not getting any better with the chiefs this week no yeah do you think do you think they have a shot to um break 20 i think 20 was the most recent record that was i think in 2021 Mm -hmm. let me see here let me see what the timeline was on that game but do you think they'll get to 20 straight losses so chiefs would be 13 they're not going to win that broncos would be 14 they could win that Washington 14 probably won't win that. Vikings probably won't win that. Vegas, I think, is their best one. Week seven. Week seven. So it was the 2020 to 21 Jags that got um, 20. Wow, that was recent. Damn. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So they have they have Vegas. I don't think the Chargers are that bad to lose to them. Um, New Orleans, Carolina, Detroit, Minnesota again, Detroit, Cleveland. Maybe if I don't think they're going 0 and 15, I think they're going to win a game. I, I think they'll definitely win a game, but they have Arizona week 16. That That's their other best chance because those guys are going to be competing, you know. And I think there was some hype around the Bears too, but it looks so like those are going to be the together. I'm not teams sure that they'll let the us. Oh, they should. Do you think that's going to be the, uh, the tank bowl? Yeah, I mean, it 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 depends where the the only thing that I think is keeping them out of that is possibly the Texans based on how bad they've looked. But who knows? There could be there could be one or two trades that happen like and I think the Cardinals are all in on losing just based on what what just happened. I think it's if Fields ends up being better and they're like, "Okay, this is going to be our guy." But if he keeps sucking, I think they're going to go through the rest of this year, knowing that this is not their quarterback. So I think it depends on on how Fields does, but it's not just him. It's it's the line. It's the, the defense sucks. The run game has been bad. DJ Moore should be good, but he never is. So yeah, they're they're really bad. I honestly with the power rankings, I thought they were going to be last and I think the Colts were below them, which I thought was kind of dumb, but they're they're a bottom four team on everyone's 
um, you know, charts and everything. I personally think lower myself. Did you see uh, Fields is uh, ripping on the coaches? Yeah, that's not a good sign either. Yep. <laughs> and then he went back on it too. He's like, oh, what I meant to say. It's like, all right. <laughs> Doesn't yeah, really matter. It's like definitely not what you meant to say. You definitely just said it. The coaches came up to you and said, fix this. Or you're like, we're going to bench you. And then he came out and said that. Because yes. they said when they when they t- he took it back, he said they that he called reporters over to him right after the game was over, and then um, said didn't take any questions, just said that uh, thing about how like that wasn't what he meant, and then left right afterwards. See, I feel like at that point you just say sorry, and like you know everyone does their stupid posts or like whatever Instagram live where they apologize like. I don't know. I'm I'm not an NFL PR guy, but I feel like if you say something and then you're like, "What I meant to say," like you just kind of sound more dumb. Maybe it's more forgettable. Like in a few weeks, we won't think about it. But I don't know. I there's just some teams where there's not really any bright spots. Like I said, CJ Stroud has been passing really well, which is good. Obviously, they're still not a good team, but yeah, I mean, the Bears just have not had anything. I thought DJ Moore was going to be that. There's still a chance that he is, but. I, I just feel like they have some talent that's not being used at all. But I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's fair. I have a question for you. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty confident that the Chargers are not winning their division. Do you still think the Titans have a chance? Right now they're tied. It's a three-way tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, do, I do think they have a chance. They are going to have a, an offensive lineman. Come back next week. Who's their starter? Their other starter at right tackle. Uh, sports gambled, so he'll he'll be back. I think he was suspended six games. I think they're I think they're always in it. I think it just comes down to if they are beaten by the Jags twice. I don't think they'll win it, but I do think they they've just had their number. Obviously, the Jags are the favored team. But they look so bad against the Chiefs. So I still think they're an incomplete team. Really, though, I'm starting to worry a little bit about the Colts. If Anthony Richardson is legit and Taylor comes back, I'm actually worried about the Colts. And I think if the Titans drop one, I mean, if they drop two, they're not winning. But if they drop a game to the Colts, I think it's going to be really tough. So I think it'll come down to the divisional battles. I still, I still think they're an okay team i think the jags are a better team for sure but honestly seeing the colts i'm kind of like you know they're winning the division when they beat the texans the colts and the jags if they're not winning all those games i I don't know if they can win the division because they're playing other good teams too they they play the uh the afc north and pretty much all those well we'll see about the steelers and browns but i i think they I think they still have a chance. I'm sure you can tell there's a ton of confidence in my voice. Yeah, it don't sound too sold by it, but, <laughs> but I'll take it. Um, they just play they, the Colts all, they always hang around. Five, so it, it is possible that that would be Jonathan Taylor's return game. Mm-hmm. They have the uh, the Oilers jerseys against the Texans in Week 16. So if they lose that game, then. Just forget about it. Yeah, that'd be tough. And then do you want to know the, uh, I think, the craziest stat so far? Okay. If I had told you to guess what the te- the division in the league that has the most wins would be, what, what would you say it would be? 
It's currently a tie, to be fair, but I want to see if you can guess without looking on your phone which one. So so you're saying based on the games I've watched this year or like at the beginning of the year, what would at, I have at said? The be- well, I guess both. Okay, at the beginning of the year, I would have said... I would have said the AFC East or AFC North. Okay, neither of those two are the top. So, what would you say? Who would you say it is now? Okay, so I'm either gonna go. You know what? I think it's the because the Commanders are two and zero. Is it the NFC East? That's one of them, and they can get the other one. Well, I guess okay, technically okay. they are that, they are winning by one game, but there's 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 one that's one. Uh, okay, there's, there's I, one I think game. I think I know the other one, unfortunately, because the Saints are two and zero, the Falcons are two and zero. It's that division, the NFC. Oh, and the Bucks are two and zero. It's that division yep. too. NFC yeah, South. NFC South. Yeah. yeah, they're they're one game. They're one game behind uh, first place. That is so gross. That is literally so gross. And Never it, would have the, and the Panthers that. are zero two, right? Yeah, Panthers are zero two, and the Giants are one and one. I assume the Giants have lost the week. That's why I said they were tied. I forgot they like came back. That is um, so absurd. Yeah, that was supposed to be the end. Saints and Bucks it, are all undefeated. It still could be the worst division, but they're two and zero. Like it's, you know, you can't really say that that's not good. Like, like we'll see how it goes and everything. But yeah, that is that's crazy. Two and zero, three of those teams. Yep, and the NFC North that was like supposed to be stacked. Um, with the Lions, Vikings, and Bears, two total wins in the entire division. Yeah, that's absurd. One and one and one, one and one, zero oh and two, zero oh and two. Yeah. Same thing with the so NFC you're not, you're, West that was also supposed to be a powerhouse. You're not feeling great about Vikings Chargers. Dude, no way. I, I am feeling great in the over. If if the over is anything below sixty, they're crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's fair. No defense there. Um, yeah, the de- oh, man, that is so crazy with the three two and O teams. That's that'll do it for you. Makes no sense, right? I mean, yeah. I could have sworn at the start of the season that that division. I Would thought have been they the all had a lock to go, oh, like a chance to go undefeated. I, yeah. Jeez, that's bad. Yeah, so week two, we have uh, we have a lot more clarity, but still some unsure stuff. The second best division in football, who everyone thought would be the worst. So a lot of stuff to come, but this is what we have for today with the legit or not shameful and then best divisions in football i guess so uh yeah interesting one here we'll be keep going every week to uh to give you guys more information but hopefully you have some wins already hopefully you're not starting 0-2 in fantasy but uh yeah we'll keep coming at you at you with the episodes give you some help and advice so thanks for listening see ya um i haven't done anything